Hello, and welcome back to That Fucking Podcast with your host, that fucking guy, L.J. Sullivan. That's me, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode six, That Fucking Podcast. We're here, man. This is the first batch of episodes. This is going to be the last of the pre-recorded episodes. I've decided it after this episode. I'm putting out episode one and we're gonna start the whole shebang bang real time it's gonna happen um did you hear the nervousness in my voice um it'll be interesting to see reactions to episode one i think the email is in there so maybe we'll get some emails and i'll be able to be in episode seven um but look at me getting all excited let's go with uh the intro housekeeping what day is it how long has it been uh it is the second of may it is the fifth five to 2020 that's what it says in the corner of my screen um so you know still full-blown corona um but i guess they're trying to reopen shit in phases now throughout this month um good luck with that man good luck with that i'm gonna be playing it safe i'm gonna be staying in the back just watching shit (laughs) i ain't fucking around dog i'm just gonna be like hey what are y'all doing? Because, <laughs> I mean, I've already been having to do, um, like, DoorDash, and I get out and do comedy streams. We're going to talk more about that. Um, trying to get back in the dojo. So, like, I have things where I'm going out anyway, but, like, in terms of, like, going to large, crowded places without a mask on and, like, no hand sanitizer... Yeah, that shit's not happening for a minute. I'm a wait and see. I'm a wait and fucking see, dog. Um. Anyway, so yeah, man, it's a it's a new month. It's a new fucking month. We're here. We're doing it. Um, I kind of had to take a week off from um, not just to accumulate shit to talk about uh for an hour. Um. But also to, um, just had to fucking really focus in on this job search bullshit. Because I think I told y'all how, like, to keep the food stamps, to keep food coming in, uh, you gotta show that you're looking for a job, um, and you have to do a certain amount of hours for that, and, like, submit it to them and shit, and, like, I get it, man, but it just really feels like a bunch of bullshit, so I had to, like, for a whole week just focus on getting that done, um, and then doing DoorDash and shit, so I had to kind of put, uh, the podcast and the writing to the side there for a second, um, which sucked because I think last time I told you I was really feeling a flow on the graphic novel, but, you know, life happens, um, also, you know, honestly, I should be working on it, um, just regardless you know you're supposed to be a professional uh show up to the computer every day type so many words whatever man i don't know i'm trying fucking discipline's always been a problem for me man uh but uh anyway uh so we did the housekeeping i talked a little bit about what's been going on in the last week uh oh so this was cool like i said comedy streams and whatnot i was called in last minute for uh the comic of the month 
again, does that sound familiar? Like that's that's I've talked about that same experience before. Um, shouts out to Haley, thank you. Uh, I'm always down for the opportunity. Um, but uh, I I'm kind of proud of the reputation that I'm developing uh, in the comedy community, or I had developed in the comedy community before the apocalypse, which is like you can call this motherfucker last second for a show and he'll show up. Um, you know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Hey, man, they calling me. <laughs> like, that's that's the way I see it. Like, it doesn't matter why they calling me. Somebody else backed out, so they call me? Cool, man. I'm, I'm cool with that because um, that's always going to happen. Uh, there's always going to be some catastrophe around the corner. You need somebody to back clean up real fast who, who is reliable, who you know will show up. That's me, baby. Um, but anyway, so I was doing a comedy stream for Lounge at the End of the Universe. It was dope as fuck. It was the conclusion to the Comic of the Month tournament that I had uh, previously been eliminated from, uh, but somebody who eliminated me wasn't able to show up. Uh, so, you know, I popped in. Um, and uh, I went in. <laughs> it's funny because at the beginning of the show, I think it was a Haley misspoke and called it an open mic. And for real, that's what the way I was going about it. I went in. Um, you know, there's no. I went in and did like a random new bit that I wrote on the couch the other night. Because, um, you know, there's no audience there. And so that makes a whole lot less pressure, which means a whole lot more risk is willing to be taken but even if you take that risk it's like the reward is also less no matter if the risk paid off or not it's a real weird thing to gauge man um and something that i'm always working on with my style of comedy and uh living where i live at um is like on stage i have like a blackness meter a blackness ometer that I try to uh, I play with it to see how far I can push white audiences because that's what I got where I'm at. I have to really travel to go find mixed audiences or black audiences. So for white audiences, I kind of like to play around and see. Um, and you know, usually the blacker you get, the less enthused they are there's also like a point of diminishing returns i would never be blacker on stage than i've ever been in real life because as a biracial person i do kind of oscillate and code switch and it's like who is the real lj um and uh i have a joke about that council of lj's there's definitely white lj's and there's definitely black lj's there's definitely lj's in the middle there's probably a japanese lj to be honest with you for those of you who have heard the bit the Council of LJs, you understand what the fuck is going on. But we're at episode six at this point. There may very well be listeners who just think I've lost my fucking mind. But look, man, it's just there's a bit. The premise of the bit is there's many different versions of myself in my head, and they argue, and that's funny. Because um, <laughs> uh, it is. It is funny. It's funny to have a front row seat to many different versions of yourself arguing amongst themselves um which is like a plural but not a plural that was a weird sentence grammatically because i had to pluralize it even though i was still referring to one i was referring to a duplicity within a, a unity interesting 
Now we're getting into philosophical shit. Do you see how the podcast oscillates, my dude? Like, do you see how it can start in one place talking about comedy and then I get into, like, duplicities and unities and just madness? Just complete fucking madness. And we're only eight minutes in, baby. Um, That's another thing I've learned. I have a tendency to talk fast on mic. Uh, whether I'm on stage or off stage, like I'm doing the podcast, um, especially if I'm really enthused in what I'm talking about, I tend to ratchet up the pace a little bit, but then also sometimes in conversation, I will spend too much time, um, not just speaking for a prolonged amount of time, but like too much time to articulate one thought. I can really slow the fuck down. Um, but it's interesting because, like, not on mic. I don't know what that is, man. But, hey, it is what it is, brother. It is what it is. Um, let's see. Uh, sorry, going through my notes, you know. Because I had a few things I wanted to just, you know, talk about real quick up here up front. Oh, I got into a Facebook not argument. It wasn't an argument. We agreed with each other. I got into a Facebook dialogue. Sure. That's the Zoomers are going to be mad at me. Uh, <laughs> Facebook dialogue. What the fuck? You old ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm right on that cusp where it's like I'm a very young millennial or a very old Zoomer. And so it's just that. <laughs> That, like, you're on the border. It's how I imagine a lot of Gen Xers definitely got a feel, too. uh, Where you're just shunned by both the major uh, uh, categories Um, (laughs) to either side of you. They just want nothing to do with you. Um, Anyway, uh, Facebook dialogue. uh, And this isn't new. This idea wasn't new. But, like... I just felt like we should talk about it, or I should put it out there. It's an idea I think is dope. When it comes to taxes, that shit should be personalized, dog. I mean, because everybody's getting, like, their tax money back or whatever. We're talking about government spending is in the air right now, dog, with coronavirus. So might as well talk about fucking taxes. When it comes to taxes, everyone should be able to personalize that shit, dog. Like... There should be boxes, like, education, police department, fucking road work, fucking military, fucking, like, all the feasible things a government could have to pay for. Big fucking pamphlet of just check boxes, uh, and little, little things next to them where you can write, a, like, a percentage, and you check, and you write the percentage of your taxes that they got from you that you want to go to that and the whole country does that and so then everybody and see what i have in my mind is a lot of people would probably be like put you would get some people who would be like spread it one percent across the board every category i don't give a fuck then you would have some people who would be like, well, give 15% to education and uh, 25% to the police force and uh, give, uh, let's give uh, 50% to these people. And, you know, they would break it down in the way that they wanted to specifically. And then there's, you know, some, basically 
through the network of America and everyone having different fucking opinions on what should be funded, how, when, and where, like, that's, everything will get covered, you just then give everyone a sense that they got a say in how it got covered. Like, do you see what I'm saying, dog? Like, you gon' have, like, one person who's, like, you know what, fuck it, I need a tank, brother. Brother, get me goddamn tank. I want 110% my tax dollars going to the military because I want a goddamn tank. Get me a functioning goddamn tank. There is that man out there who will do that. But then there's some other dude out there who's like, Sarah? Sarah? On the, on the taxes, Sarah? What do you think? Green energy? All in on green energy, Sarah? 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 Sarah doesn't give a fuck. Sarah's, Sarah's honestly out there getting dick from other people. But he's gonna make sure that he puts on the taxes what she wants. But anyway, <laughs> it's all gonna get covered. Everybody's gonna get... Every category will get the money that it needs by virtue of every person in America having a different calculus and a different approach to how they break down their own taxes. You understand? Rather than it being like, fuck you, legalese, give us all your money, bend over, you know, it could be like, look, man, you know, this is a, this is a country, we got some expenses, you made this much this year, looks like maybe you could give us a little bit off the top, how would you like that money to be spent? And then you tell them, and then that's what the fuck gets done. It doesn't seem like it should be that difficult. God damn. Sorry. See, that's what happens when you get me talking about government and shit. I get really angry and impassioned, and it's... Part of me is like it's really good podcast material. It's really good because then you get real hyped and then people come to hear the hype. But then part of me is like it's not good because you're yelling in their ears. Um, I'm constantly... I, we're going to get feedback on this. I know we're going to get feedback on this. We, me, the council. We're going to get feedback on this. Um, I'm constantly looking at my at my, like, audio readings to make sure I'm not blowing out your guys' ears. But sometimes when I do, uh, you know, get lost in the moment, things get a little bit louder. Um, Not because I mean to. I did right then. I did mean to get louder right then. But sometimes, you know, I just forget. I bring the microphone a little bit closer to my face, too, sometimes. Um... You know, fucking shit happens, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we talked about personalizing taxes. I wanted to get that out of the way at the beginning of the show, too. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> like, that's neither here nor there. Like, I feel like we could definitely spend our time better than just me on a fucking tax rant. Um, <laughs> But that segues nicely into this idea of like a political, ideological, intellectual type journey thing walk through similar to the spiritual podcast that we did. If I start feeling like I'm running out and we don't have a full hour yet, I might start that up. 
uh, I might start that. Like, that's my fallback, just so y'all know. If, I, if I'm if i like, oh, shit, we need another 30 minutes, I'm just going to start talking about political ideologies and shit. Uh, with little no research done beforehand, and then we'll end up doing probably a .5 episode with much more research done and an accumulation of all of my resources, and then that'll be a goddamn 10-hour episode. So, you know, you know, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, also, uh, I have some philosophy notes we could go through if shit gets boring. Um, also, bonus segments... That fucking movie, um, the original way it was meant to be set up, I'm not sure if you remember in the first episode, the way that I said I was going to do. I have a giant collection of fucking movies over here. Um, and I mean over here, I mean like around the corner in my house from where I'm recording this. I'm in like a dining type kitchen area. And around the corner into the living room, into the entertainment type area, there is similar to a bookcase, not really. It's more of like, more of like, what is a hutch? What are furniture terms? What, like, it's a fucking, like a foyer? No, that's like a walkway. Uh, fucking, it's like a bookcase, but it's smaller, it's lower to the ground. It's lower to the ground, and you would put things decoratively on top of it. Does anyone know what the fuck that would be called? It's not a desk. You would not sit at this fucking thing. God damn it. Now we're in a furniture debacle. God fucking damn it, man. Anyway, on this fucking display piece of furniture is a vast collection of DVDs. And if we need the time, I can walk over to that vast collection Pick five movies at random, and we'll talk about it. Um, but hopefully, we won't need to do that. Um, the and then what was the other thing I said? That, yeah, I have some philosophy notes in my phone. But I mean philosophy notes. I mean like musings, my own like ideas, theories, possibilities. Um, Cause also. Ah, fucking let me just yawn at you. Uh, <laughs> these uh, bonus segments. There was talk of like an inspiration segment at one point in time. Because uh, sometimes I feel like thing, I write things or say things. that's like, God damn, people need to hear this right now. It would be uplifting. Um, but I don't like to force that. That has to happen organically. But what we can do in place of that segment is we can just go through the notes in my phone. Because I'm telling you people right now, I have a, like a billion fucking notes in my phone, which is random ideas that I, I write down in there. Poems and shit. I'm not going to read poems on here. But like just ideas and things and just lists. There's lists on my I do random lists sometimes. Uh, we can go through some of the lists. How many times can you say lists? Uh, lists is a fun word because it sounds like lisps, and you can sort of say it with a lisp. Lisp. Sorry. <laughs> that devolved so quickly. That devolved so rapidly from something that mattered into just absurdity, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, did he smoke weed before this episode? Maybe. Is that your business? Uh, 
uh, I I just laughed and looked over like fucking Jim in the office. Like these guys, they don't get it, but you do, right, cameraman? Right, invisible cameraman who's not there, and boom operator who's also not there. Um, he really is losing his mind. Quarantine's getting to all of us, man. I really do think quarantine's getting to us. Oh, yo, okay. Now we're just now we're just vamping. Now we're just riffing. Now I'm just talking to you people. Okay, so. On the internet, I saw this video. I can't remember. It was like Snoop Dogg or some celebrity or something posted some video or some shit on a social or something. And it was like, are you at this point in social distancing yet or quarantine yet? Because this lady was clearly out of her fucking mind. She had on a fanny pack and a pink tank top and some leggings. But she also had, she was... A little bit on in years, not old, old, but she was middle-aged, um, and she had a body type that, let I look, I'm not body-shaming anybody, but it is not the mannequin they used to sell the clothes she was wearing. Do you understand? Like, it was just a little bit mismatched. I'm not saying she looked bad, I'm just saying it was a little bit mismatched. Um, and she had sunglasses on, and then she was punching a car okay now all the shit that i said about her sounds a little bit less insensitive right because we're clearly talking about a fucking crazy right now she was punching a car there was a person in the car she was punching the windows and the body she was working it all she was kicking the car like it wasn't hurting her feet to kick the car i think she had steel-toed boots on she wasn't hitting the car though so maybe she just wasn't hitting the car that hard but she was hitting this fucking car and then she was opening the car. First of all, this bitch is hitting your fucking car and you left the doors unlocked? Why wouldn't you lock the fucking doors? Lock the doors, roll down the window, shoot this bitch in the face. Because that's what some people said in the comics. Some, in the comments, some people was like, yo, man, in my area, yo, you get popped for some ridiculousness like this. And I was like, word, son, listen to that motherfucker in the comments because this bitch is crazy. Um, <laughs> so, yes, quarantine is clearly having an effect on us all. People out there getting in fights with cars like this is a Transformer flick like Michael Bay's in the bushes. Michael Bay is not in the bushes, bitch. You don't need to do this. Leave Bumblebee alone, bitch. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a Bumblebee model car. It was like a Volvo SUV or some shit. I don't know. I was just in the zone. I was just saying things. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> earlier today, my mom was like, "You know what you should do." audible books you should read the you should do the voiceovers on the audible books and i was like i would love to do that tell me how to do that so if anybody knows how to do that let's do that um because i'm already recording for long periods of time on end for this podcast i could read a book here's the thing with fucking doing the voiceover on the book is you have to read it i think enough times to where when you're reading it for the voiceover, you can do that fun thing that parents do when they read to kids where it's like when the bad guy is talking, you do your voice like this. And then when the good guy is talking, you change your voice to be much more heroic in, in terms. 
It's a bit British. It has a cadence. <laughs> it's it's fucking Sean Connery. God damn it! The hero voices Sean Connery. By Jove, I think we've got it. Uh, and then it went into Cockney there at the end. Fuck, I'm bad at accents, you guys. I'm actually really good at accents and voices. I just lack control, especially on the mic. If I'm at home alone, not on mic, not doing this podcast, I can usually key into a voice for a little while, but then... Doing it on mic, you get nervous because you're on mic, and then you fall out of it. And then that is exacerbated by, like, tenfold when you try to do it on stage. I can't tell you how many fucking bits I have tried to write where it's like, and then do a funny voice right here. And it's like, the funny voice is never the funny voice you want it to be. Um, it's never, like, and even, it, I don't know, man. It's part of getting comfortable on stage. I don't know. It... I, I just don't know. I just really miss going to open mics. That's what it is. I just really, really miss open mics. God damn it, man. <sighs> Stand-up comedy will not die. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right fucking now. I was actually listening to somebody talk about it. Like, as event promoters, stand-up comedy is one of the easiest things to put together and to make happen uh in a in like a corona uh wary world um like because you can just you can sit um like quarantined you could like be like if you was in quarantine together you can come in together and we'll sit you at a table and you will that table will be quarantined six feet however many feet from the next table and so then you could potentially not quote fill a room but you could fill a room with a sub decent amount of people all with social distancing guidelines have people fucking wear masks um and then uh you just need a sound system and a motherfucker on the stage man and so that's like i feel like when live entertainment does come back we should be some of the first motherfuckers in the door um, I feel like we could be the ones to build the traction to get the venues, the money that they need to bring in the bigger ticket shit like the bands. You know, the bands have a little bit more overhead on their setup, uh, all their instrumentation and sound shit. So, you know, that takes a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, a little bit more money. Everything is a little bit more. But, you know, so I feel like comedy is that first gear, man. Uh, so I think we're going to be coming back first in a big, bad way. We never even really stopped. Like, we've been doing these live streams and shit. Like, can't keep com you can't keep com comedy or comics down. I, I was speaking and my brain couldn't decide comedy or comics. Nigga, both. Um, like, when was the last time you heard of an art form appearing on the planet Earth and then just disappearing? That doesn't happen. Art forms are preserved, like every single one we've ever had. I mean, I guess that's a bold claim, because if there was an art form not preserved, we wouldn't know about it, so it's really just sort of a, like a law of success. You only know about the preserved ones because they were preserved. You don't know about the lost ones because they were lost. Uh, so that's sort of a fallacy I ran into in my own thinking. Uh, that's a thing that'll happen a lot in this podcast. If it hasn't happened already, 
already. Uh, if you have caught me being a fucking hypocrite without me outright saying this is hypocritical, well, guess what? Fucking sometimes it happens. I'm just a person. Uh, I'm just a person who misses comedy. Um, <laughs> so he's leaning heavy into the fucking podcast shit. Um, and writing. Writing's big. <sighs> Remember that fucking artistic angst I was telling you about? It just washed over me again. Like, God damn it, you should be working on that graphic novel, you son of a bitch. Um, you owe it. You owe it to the characters. You owe it to the world. Um, the world I created, not the world that I live in. I don't know the world that I live in anything. Um, <laughs> live my life. I guess that's the only thing. Ladies and gentlemen, for this week's inspiration episode, uh, or not episode, but segment, uh, don't live your life uh, for anyone or anything, the world, anybody else. Live it for yourself. Bum, 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 bum. The more you know. Um, (laughs) See, that's what happens is I'll be in the middle of like stumbling over some... Something that sounds like it could be inspirational, but then I think, oh, hey, this could be inspirational. And I immediately start undercutting myself because I'm a comedian and that you can't be genuine ever. Um, <laughs> it's um, That's not true. You can be genuine, but only when it matters the most. You can only drop the veil when it's time to talk to Congress about funding for the 9-11 responders. Uh <laughs> That was a John Stewart reference for the younger listeners. Uh, John Stewart, Daily Show before Trevor Noah. Uh, he's a super funny guy. We all loved him for that. But when he got serious, we knew it was serious because funny man is being serious. And that's what I think the real benefit of being a comedian kind of is. Not, well, it's one of many there's a lot of benefits to being a comedian. And I think one of the benefits is when you decide to finally be serious about something, people go, oh, oh, maybe this matters. The funny man dropped the bits. Fuck. <laughs> like, it's it's almost more powerful than I think anybody else making, like, a serious point is when you get a comedian to not because you told them to do it because you can't tell comedians to do anything but when a person whose job is comedy then stands up and says something serious it adds i think more weight to it which is interesting but also dope for me um (laughs) uh it's one of those just uh yeah one of the benefits of the job i guess um it's because you matter less quote unquote you actually matter more ha 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 that's something that they do with animation too the reason that animation gets to push so many cultural and like societal boundaries as it gets to push is because we sort of sidelined animation said this isn't like real doesn't matter it's for kids like and so then a lot of like the most important things in society start happening in and around animation and specifically like the resurgence of adult animation and now i'm just parroting wisecrack videos um but for real fucking animation uh is now taken so much more seriously because for so long it wasn't taken seriously so then when it does serious things people go oh shit like think uh into the spider-verse like people was pretty much done 
like with animated movies in my mind like in terms of like animated movies that draw in everybody not just the whole family not it's a great time for the whole family um because that's not everybody not everybody's in a fucking family but the last time there was an animated movie in america that got everybody hype whether you were in a family or not, into the fucking Spider-Verse. Like, and it, it, it pushed boundaries. You've got Miles Morales, Black Spider-Man. Like, it, it Clearly, you can do things in animation that you might not be able to get away with as easily in a live action uh, because it's animation. And not just, like, special effects shit, but literally, like, narrative, thematic, like, your message the fucking catharsis that happens within the story can be on another level with animation. I don't know how I got here on this animation talk. Needed to uh, hydrate there for a moment. You know, get me excited about animation. I develop a thirst about me. Um, speaking of animation, of writing, of creativity... What did he have planned this week? Was he just going to riff? Was he just going to vamp the whole episode? Um, I mean, he had a little bit of intro stuff, and he mentioned some possible bonus segments he might fall back on, but what's the actual meat of this thing? We're 30 god minute damn minutes in. 30 goddamn... 30 minutes... 30 goddamn minutes in already. 33 minutes by the time he fucking figures out how to say what the fuck he wants to say. Goddamn... Um, anyway, what's he got planned for us this episode? We're going to do, this is going to be an entertainment heavy episode. Entertainment news heavy. Um, heavy entertainment news. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult to write things in my notes while also speaking to you. If the thing that I'm saying is not what I'm writing. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we're going to do a lot of fucking uh, entertainment news. Starting with, I was hanging out with um, a friend of mine, and uh, same friend, remember in the episode where I broke down the MCU watch order? Um, same friend I rewatched the whole MCU with is now like, now like they're like uh, trying to catch up with DC, because they've always liked DC, um, and they want to give DC some love, which I feel like the whole world should be doing more of, but they were like, yo, where do I start on this DC universe shit, um, and so I'm gonna give y'all the breakdown that I gave them, um, which is ultimately not DC doesn't matter, but how you watch that shit, really, it, (laughs) anyway, um, sorry, again, notes, uh, my notes are getting like short and shitty uh, because I have to make them quickly um, while I'm talking to you. I just remembered a different uh, a, uh, entertainment news story. I actually shared it to my comedy Facebook page, uh, LJ Sullivan Dash Comedy Crazy, or is it Comedy Crazy Dash LJ Sullivan? Comedy Crazy LJ Sullivan. You, you'll find it on, on, on the interweb somehow. Um, but uh, I posted a link about how. There is going to be a Disney Hercules um, live action uh, adaptation 
So Disney did a animated Hercules movie uh, back in the nineties. That's actually one of my favorite Disney movies, man. I love that fucking movie. Who's the dude who plays Hades in that movie? We we all know and love that motherfucker. What is his name? Uh, fucking. Uh, didn't they get Adam West? Didn't Adam West voice fucking Hades in the animated version? And then they had fucking Danny DeVito playing. Uh, uh, uh what's his name? The dude who trains the heroes. Um, fucking. Oh god damn it! He's a Greek here. Uh, uh, uh oh no, because it's different in the Percy Jackson novels, and my brain's getting all scrambled. Ah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you had Danny DeVito in there. I I think Adam West was the fucking uh guy who did Hades. Um, uh, and yeah, it was just a fun cartoon, man. I really like that cartoon, and they're doing a live action. Uh, version of it, you know, Disney and their live action reboots, man. They're, uh, sorry, I'm putting the, uh, the microphone on the table down here like this real quick, just for a moment. Um, for these brief moments while the microphone is on the table, let me know how the sound is affected by the microphone being on the table, because if I can do this no hands, I'd like to do this no hands. Why smoking weed? But for cereal, that means seriously. Um, I just realized the possibility of like old people listening to this pod. Not old people, but like people older than me who don't know but for cereal means. Um, <laughs> who don't know what but for cereal means. Um, it means uh, but serious. Um, <laughs> I guess that's only my slang though. I've never heard anyone else say that. So that's just me. It's not an old people thing. That's a LJ and everybody else thing. Uh, anyway, live action Hercules. That's not the headline news. I'm burying the lead. Actually, that is the headline. But I'm burying the lead with the headline. Hold on. I think the bong is better for smoking on mic because then at least you guys get to hear the sound. You might hear the lighter flicking <laughs> and then me breathing in. Maybe the crackle of the pipe a little bit. But there's no way you're getting a lot. Feels like a lot of dead air, baby. Feedback. Give me feedback. This is the first batch of episodes. Eventually we're going to go live with this shit. But right now, I'm just getting my legs underneath me. Alright, so... What is the lead? What is the real story that you buried underneath the headline of live-action Hercules? Well, there's gonna be a live-action Hercules, and it'll be directed by none other than the Russo Brothers. Yes, the motherfuckers... Who brought you Avengers Endgame. Avengers Infinity War. Fucking that movie everybody sucks their dick for. Fucking uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, I think they also wrote on, um, you know, um, Whedon got the first two Avengers. But I think they wrote for Age of Ultron. Or no, I think they wrote for um thor the dark world so russo brothers wrote for thor the dark world and then they did um 
they did Civil War, and then, um, oh, didn't, no, so they did, fuck, the Russo brothers, maybe I should just look up, I have my phone, I should just look up their fucking filmography, um, but I'm pretty sure they did, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, everybody sucks that movie's dick, uh, and then... I'm pretty sure they did Captain America Civil War, um, and in the interim, they helped write on Thor The Dark World, and then after Civil War, they focused on uh, Infinity War and Endgame. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the Russo um, brothers' track record. Um, they also were writers on Community. Ooh, what was their alma mater? They, uh, it looks like, uh, University of Iowa for Joe Russo and University of Pennsylvania for Anthony Russo. Okay, interesting. Yes, I did just Google them. The Russo Brothers. Okay, let's see here. Uh, ha ha ha, notable work. Uh, Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, um... The Winter Soldier, I was right on all of that. Uh, also, Community and Arrested Development. Obviously, those are worth mentioning. They shouldn't be at the end there, I don't think. Um, but I want to see if I was right about... I think they fucking wrote on Thor The Dark World. They're not mentioning that in their fucking... In their Wikipedia... But I see it—it's listing most of their directorial work for like their notable work. But I think unnotably, they were screenwriters for *The Dark World*, which is why *Endgame* goes through the trouble it does to make *Thor: The Dark World* a more enjoyable movie to watch the second time around. I think. Um, <clears throat> where did I hear that? I think I heard that on like fucking uh, *Fat Man*. Uh, fat. Ba- Fat Man Beyond, Beyond Fat Man, Fat Man Beyond, whatever they're calling uh, Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's podcast with Mark Bernard, uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, or maybe it was New Rockstars, fuck man, I watch a lot of shit on YouTube, and it's hard to keep track of where all the information comes from, all I can do is give you the information. Um, but yeah, man, the dudes who brought you in game are doing a live action remake of Hercules. Bruh, I'm excited. I love Greek fucking myths, man. Those are the original superheroes, bro. Those are the stories. (laughs) These are the stories. (laughs) These are the stories of the days of our lives. Um... Is that how it works? I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah, man. Hercules. I'm excited for it. Didn't The Rock do a Hercules movie that didn't do gangbusters at all? Um, Yeah, because wasn't that that one motherfucker who's, like, in everything? He's British. Uh, You know him when you see a Sir Ian McClane. Uh, That motherfucker, wasn't he in it, too? 
because uh, there's that scene where he's like, I'm ready for my death. And, like, he opens up his arms for a volley of arrows, and then none of them hits him. And he's like, all right then. And then he fucking charges in. Wasn't that, like, a early two? Wasn't that, like, a mid-2000s, like, 2013 The Rock did, like, a Hercules movie? Is this registering for anyone else? Am I conflating two different properties? Am I thinking of, like, Clash of the Titans? No, because that's a different movie. Is Sir Ian McLean in that one, too? God damn it. Is I, am, am I even saying this man's name right? He's in fucking, um, he's in John Wick. He's the fucking, uh... He's the fuck. I recently watched all three John Wicks, uh, <laughs> so maybe we should fucking talk about that for a second. But um, fucking uh, the motherfucker who is um, uh, for, uh, the goddamn manager of the um, of the uh, what is it called in John Wick? The fucking. What do they call that hotel? The Continental? Don't they call it the Continental? Um, anyway, it's not Ian McC- McC- McClellan um, because that's the super old guy. Um, that's the super old gay Magneto. And I didn't say gay in the derogatory term. I'm pretty sure he identifies as a homosexual. He's gay. He's British. He played Magneto. Y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. Um... Fucking, who is the man? Just look up John Wick. God damn it. <laughs> look up John Wick. Look up the cast members of John Wick. And you'll fucking figure it out. Ba, 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 cast members. Uh, Ian McShane plays Winston. They both have the first name Ian. Fuck you. I was close. Uh, Ian McShane. Fuck yeah, bro. Oh, man. Willem Dafoe was in the first John Wick. I forget Willem Dafoe, man. Oh, my God. It's like the second John Wick movie is so crazy, you forgot the first John Wick movie. That's fucking Willem Dafoe, dog. Yeah, that was the coolest part of the movie. Because I remember, like, they introduced, like, 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 you see Willem Dafoe, like, kind of around. And you're like, oh, shit, Willem Dafoe's in this. And then John Wick's enemies go to Willem Dafoe like, hey, man, we'll put a, putting a hit out on John Wick. You kill this motherfucker, you get all this money. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I got to kill a friend because this is mercenary shit. We hardcore and shit. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Keanu Reeves getting hunted by Willem Dafoe. And you see Keanu Reeves, like, walking into the Continental and they frame it with, like, Willem Dafoe standing. Like, and there's, like, distance and it's one of those cool, super fucking artistic shots that I wish i knew how to do so i could make movies um so they fucking do that and then you're like oh fucking shit and then he gets into the hotel and then you understand that there's rules in the hotel and he can't follow him in the hotel or if he does he can't kill him in the hotel if he follows him in the hotel it might be suspicious so maybe he's just gonna stay outside the hotel and so then you're like oh shit willem dafoe out in the wild hunting this man if he leaves the hotel it's gonna be a problem and then like the movie keeps going and after a while you forget a little bit about Willem Dafoe and then fucking John Wick's in some serious trouble and it looks like he's going down and then fucking Willem Dafoe shows up and you're like god damn it he's gonna come oh shit and then he fucking helps John instead of killing him oh man 
Oh, man, playing with your expectations, the subversion, the Willem Dafoe of it all. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I just saw all three John Wicks in, like, rapid succession. I think, like, two weeks ago or something. It was a good time. Oh, who's the motherfucker who plays the guy... Kevin Nash, uh, his character, the bouncer in that movie, I'm trying to be that bouncer. Because John Wick just comes up behind him and they clearly have a rapport from the past. And he's just like, and he, <laughs> and he basically just tells him to go home. And he's like, you know what, that's cool with me, John. And he goes the fuck home, presumably to live the rest of his life because you never hear from him again. Like, he's the one motherfucker who makes it out of that movie unscathed is the bouncer at the, like the Russian bathhouse. John Wick is just like, hey, you might want to leave with a gun pointed to the back of his head. And he doesn't even know a gun pointed to the back of his head. But he hears John Wick behind him. So he's, it's safe to assume there's a gun pointed at you also. And he just goes, and they're just like, John. And he says the name of the fucking, uh, the bouncer. Or he says the name of the bouncer. And he's like, John. And he's like, he's like, uh. Cutting it, cutting it, cutting out early tonight, and he's like, "I think I am, John, or some shit like that," and he just leaves. Oh man, I'm trying to be that motherfucker, like just a hardcore bouncer at a Russian fucking bathhouse. Like, hey, don't nobody fuck with you. But then Baba Yaga shows up, but you cool with Baba Yaga, so he gives you a pass, and you get to go home and live your life. That's who you trying to be, dog. In the John Wick universe, that's who you trying to be. Um. <laughs> also, I love that I knew the, what the word Baba Yaga kind of meant before watching it because I had watched fucking Ant-Man 2. Or is it Ant-Man or Ant-Man 2? But there's the the uh, the Russian dude in Ant-Man who... Uh, oh, yeah, because they're talking about Ghost. They're talking about Ghost in Ant-Man 2, and he calls Ghost the Baba Yaga. Um, it, it's great. It's so funny. Man. All right. Here's another tangent for y'all asses, because I'm on one today, apparently. Uh, is uh, fucking... The Ant-Man movies do not get enough credit comedically. That shit is funny, dog. Yeah, those movies do everything they have to do, uh, which is unfortunate in a way that it doesn't just get to be a movie. Because um, if you think about Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2, really their purpose in the whole lineup and where they show up is like, let's give everybody a nice sorbet, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's a great sorbet, and I love it, but it's like I would like it if the characters and everybody in Ant-Man got a chance to be their own full-course meal, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Thor was in a similar situation, you feel me? Thor 1 and 2 was like, you know, everybody was sort of like so-so on that. It was like those movies were what they had to be, and they were good, but okay, but I feel like Ant-Man's even better than those movies. Both entries are better than both those uh, first two Thor movies. Ant-Man needs their their Ragnarok. Their third movie that is like, yes, Ant-Man's the shit. This is why we love Ant-Man. This is why those first two movies were so fucking good and funny and fun. 
and fucking all that Marvel cheddar. Um, fucking, they need that movie to solidify not just Ant-Man, but like the Ant-Man lineage of characters. Because you know they're setting up uh, his daughter, Cassie Lang, to be stature. Uh, if you know anything about the comics, uh, she's stature. So, uh, you know, uh, so like in the same way that like Iron Man sort of has a lineage with his technology and the people he influences, so does uh, Hank Pym and Scott Lang. Like the Ant-Man technology gets like passed down through various people just like the Iron Man technology does too. Um, and so like they need to give Ant-Man that level of like shine, you know? Um, which they kind of did actually in Endgame because he helped crack time travel with the pen particles. Uh, Scott Lang just with Hank's tech helped figure out he needed a bunch of other smart smart people there with him. Um, but they cracked time travel. So, like, I feel like, oh, shit, this goes into one of the things that I was going to say that we were going to talk about, oh, uh, shit, in entertainment news. Marvel Phase 4, bro. Marvel Phase 4, I think Ant-Man shit's going to be probably kind of important. Marvel Phase 4. Especially on the movies, not necessarily on Disney Plus. The thing I have written down is we're going to talk about Disney Plus, but also just Marvel hype in the future of what's coming for sure. Somehow we slipped into that without me even realizing it. Um, Ant Man came up somehow because uh, oh, Baba Yaga. Um, what was I talking about before John Wick? It doesn't matter, man. This is a conversation. We're always moving forward like a river flowing. Yeah. Chew on that for a little bit. You you forgot this was the same motherfucker talking about spirituality for five hours, huh? Yeah. See, that's the vibe, dog. That's the vibe of the podcast, homie. What you gonna get? It's like a Neapolitan ice cream fucking banana split sundae. You know? I got all them flavors and more, baby, in the back. 32. It's a creamery, bitch. That sounded more sexual than I wanted it to. Anyway. <laughs> that was fun for me. I don't know about y'all, but that was fun for me. Uh, oh, other entertainment news before we get into the meat. We're almost at an hour, so, you know, I've done... I've successfully stretched this episode out how i needed to um but there was that parks and episode the parks and episode god damn it uh just give me a second y'all <laughs> there was a parks and recreation reunion episode in the works uh and i was skeptical because i knew uh, that in quarantine, like, what, are they all going to shoot this in their own houses and shit? And, like, ultimately, it was, like, this live stream to help raise money. Like, <clears throat> I'm not hating on what they did. I'm not hating on what they did at all because I respect it. It was a good idea. And from the, the footage I saw, it looked like they did a good job. So I'm not hating. Glad they did it. But, 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 I think 
like, okay, before I knew what it was going to be and I just heard about it, I wrote in my notes, barometer for office reunion. Okay. And I think the fact that the only way a Parks and Rec reunion happens is under quarantine in the form of a streamathon where they're just all kind of in character. That kind of speaks to how an office reunion would go in or out of quarantine, I think. Is like, it's we're in a new world, right? Regardless of quarantine. Regardless of quarantine. Time, significant time, has passed since those characters. And going back to those characters, either you stick with the realism of those shows and those characters have changed, which will be upsetting as the viewer, or you break the realism of the show, which is some of the most beloved parts of the show, and keep the characters as we left them in the finale, even though it's like ten fucking years later. That doesn't make any sense. So, ultimately, I feel like the Parks and Rec reunion being what it was speaks to why... And I know I might get hate for this. An office reunion shouldn't happen. Let things be, man. Just let it be. Keep watching it on repeat on Netflix, dog. But, like, <clears throat> at a certain point, you know, you got to just let the sleeping dogs lie. What is that expression? Laying dogs rest. Sleeping dogs sleep. Let, let, let the dogs sleep. The, the dog is dead, let it sleep. I don't know. I don't know what the saying is, but fucking leave it alone. Don't, uh, it's, uh, don't, don't beat a dead horse. Don't let, let dogs beat sleeping dead horses. Okay, I've, I've thoroughly worn out this bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it called when you confuse to... Two colloquialisms, like two sayings. There's a word for that when you like uh, when you mix up two things together like that. Ah, oh, fuck. What are those called? Those are fun. Um, fuck. I forget what those are called. Lit nerds. Literary nerds. Tell me what it is I'm thinking of. I know you're fucking out there. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, talk to me. Uh, I should find the so I can plug it at the end of this episode so you guys definitely are able to contact me. Is it my notes somewhere? We'll find it at the end. God damn it, don't worry about it. We're not there yet. Um, putting the mic back down on the table, we're experimenting with uh, with recording means. <laughs> Sorry. Smoking and talking really works up a fervent dry mouth that has to be addressed. Look, man. I don't I don't love this either. I don't love that you're listening to me hydrate right now with like the dead air and the me drinking 
and there's probably like some bubbly gurgling sounds of uh, or some sipping sounds. I, look, I don't, I'm not happy about that either. But the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> and it's necessary for us to go forward, I don't feel comfortable pausing for such a small inconvenience. If it was something major and we needed to stop recording and pick it up in another day and another time, then fine. I'll fucking stop. I'll press pause on the record because I know how to do that now. Figured that out. Um, <sighs> but just to refresh myself? No. No, you guys can stay on mic for that. I feel like Craig's dad and Friday, even though there wasn't a long period of time where I smelt your shit and changed your diapers, you don't smell my shit right now. Uh, <laughs> you know on Friday where he brings him into the bathroom and he's like, Oh, you shit! And he's like, Ah, yeah, gee, I wouldn't smelt you shit 20 years. Um, <clears throat> shouts out to Pops. Can't believe we live in a world without, uh, John Witherspoon, man. Not to go on a down note. But, uh, you know, this is the hydration portion of the show. <clears throat> Are we back? Are we back at it? Are we back in it? Was that enough? Are you satisfied, you sick son of a bitch? You made these nice people listen to you just sit back and drink a vitamin water? Not even a whole vitamin water. You should have finished the vitamin water. Is he picking up the vitamin water? Is he is he gonna is he gonna finish the vitamin water? Oh god, no. gonna make these people listen to you just sit back and drink a whole vitamin water as though that was quality entertainment you a sick bastard you know that yeah i know it <sighs> see sometimes i talk to y'all sometimes i talk to myself it's really it it's confusing for me too and i i don't know how to explain it to you i don't either you're on board or you're not and at this point episode six i feel like you know let's let's get it together guys you know what this is i know what this is no we don't nobody knows what anything is this is what is reality is it a simulation is it concrete is it fixed is it ever moving you don't know but i have have my 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 thoughts uh see episode 3.5 he is stalling what is what, what do i want to talk about all right <clears throat> okay first things first dc breakdown you don't need to watch it in any order there's no order to watch dc in because it doesn't matter um because their universe is in disarray. Um, <clears throat> they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Um, which is fine. Um, I think they have like their group of stories that are connected. And then they're going to have a group of stories that aren't connected. And then they're going to have a group of stories that kind of maybe in the middle. Or maybe they're more, more connected than we realize right now. Let me break it down for you more specifically. Okay. 
So, let me take you in the way, way back machine to a time uh, around, I think, 2005. Uh, Christopher Nolan decides to do a Batman trilogy, or a Batman movie and then a trilogy because the studio asked him to. I don't know how that happened. Glad it happened, though. The Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, arguably the best Batman that we've ever seen. Ever. Not in our time, any time. Ever. Maybe. There's an argument to be had. Um, also, it brought us Heath Ledger's Joker, that trilogy, second installment, Dark Knight. Um, <clears throat> so, you get this great Batman trilogy from Christopher Nolan, um, which accumulates right around the time, culminates, not accumulates, culminates right around the time Marvel's becoming like a real powerhouse, 2012, first Avengers movie, because Dark Knight came out in like 2008, like a few years after um, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was like, yeah, I think like 2012 or 11, it happened close to Avengers, I think, the first Avengers. But then Marvel just kept going and getting better and doing more. And DC wanted to have their, um, wanted to compete. Uh, and Nolan was ready to walk away. So they were looking for somebody to like helm their fucking universe, their DC, their comic book universe. Warner Brothers owns DC. Warner Brothers is looking for somebody to helm their shit. Um... Also, in the meantime, they're doing great things on television with DC. Arrowverse, Arrow just concluded eight seasons. Flash, DC Legends, uh, Black Lightning, Supergirl, uh, Batwoman. Fucking, they're doing gangbusters over there on the CW. Love all those shows. I, I was watching them very religiously for a few years. Um... <clears throat> But then I, I, I sort of put them down, haven't picked them back up again. But they're on my, like, to watch list on Netflix. I want to finish those. There's really great, talented people working on those shows. They're good shows. Everybody should go watch the Flareoverse shows. Um, but on the big screen, they kept floundering, they kept flopping. Um,. So they did, they brought in, I think it was, uh, oh, what's his name? It's fucking Zack Snyder. Um, and Zack Snyder, um, well, we can all talk all day about whether you like his interpretations or not, or what you think the problems, or the pitfalls, the good things, the bad things. All that really matters is people were not liking Zack Snyder's interpretations. And it all started with uh, Superman, uh, Man of Steel. <clears throat> Some people didn't like that movie. Uh, and so if you're tracking like how to watch the DC Universe and you want to watch it chronologically, I guess now is the point to listen to. But also, the po whole point is you don't have to. Like, the conversation that I had with my friend when we were talking about this, the conclusion that we came to, it's like, 
just watch like the solo movies and avoid the team ups and you would probably be okay in DC because listen they start with Superman Man of Steel some people like that movie some people don't like that movie it was middle of the road um <clears throat> at the time i think it was met with better reception than over time people kind of soured on it um because specifically a thing happens spoilers three two one superman kills somebody at the end of that movie and superman usually not supposed to kill people um he straight up snaps zod's neck um and man of steel and some people were really not happy with that 420 Anyway, so then DC, they take like kind of a time out, I guess. I don't know what they were. I think they were storyboarding, which is fucking incredible that they storyboarded the shit that was to come. But uh, uh, anyway, um, they fucking. <clears throat> Weed cough, not a corona cough. Um, fucking. After Man of Steel, they jumped straight to BVS. Batman v Superman for the uninitiated. Now, Batman v Superman is a major storyline in, like, I think a few different comics, but specifically, uh, is it, I think, Frank Miller's Dark Knight trilogy? They have that run, and in that run, he they fight, right? That's a whole thing, right? If I'm, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong... Uh, fucking correct me. There are some people who know comic books so much better than me, but <clears throat> that is like one of the best comic book stories is Batman vs Superman, um, and they butchered it. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, instead of focusing in on like Batman or Superman or their conflict, they brought in like Wonder Woman. There was Doomsday. There was Lex Luthor. There was a bunch of shit in that movie that didn't need to be in that movie. So, that movie kind of got universally panned. You know, Superman, Man of Steel, it was middling. BVS. Critics hated it, fans hated it, everybody hated it. I own it. Not because I loved it, because I wanted to see it, and the only way I could think to see it was to buy it. Still haven't watched it. Still don't have my own opinion on it. But I'll tell you this. I did watch Suicide Squad. I did see Suicide Squad, which came out right after. They didn't have a lot of time. They were they were scrambling, right? Like they 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 were in real real deep waters. They were scrambling. They didn't know what to do. They 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 put they put all their money on this fucking wild gambit that did not work out. Um and so then Suicide Squad comes out, and it was edited all to hell. I think the wide consensus amongst fans is uh, there's a good movie in there, um, but we didn't get it. Um, 
which is a tragedy. I personally like that movie. I know a lot of people who like that movie. A lot of the general public liked Suicide Squad. It has its fans, but the super comic book fans not happy. The super film uh, nerds definitely not happy because that thing's barely a movie uh, in like uh, cinema, um, cinephile terms. Um, it's more of like a long running music video. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Suicide Squad happens again, more middle of the way. Um, okay. So things, we have two middle of the wayers and one universal flop. So things aren't looking good for the DC universe at this point. Um, but also, there's only been one, like, they did one superhero, one superhero, one Superman movie, and then fucking jumped straight into a, like, a team movie, like a big group movie with Batman v Superman, and then another big team group movie with Suicide Squad, granted, not as big names, but it's a fucking team-up movie, with no foundation, um... And then, thank God, thank fucking God, we got Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Uh, That's what they do, that's what they did in the show, right? Wonder Woman! Uh, Fucking, so, you know, that was a great movie. Everyone loved that movie. It was a fantastic movie. Only People's only arguments with that movie is at the end in the final battle, it got all dark and Zack Snyder-y, and then fucking it was weird uh, for a second, but then it was cool again, and so fucking whatever. Wonder Woman's the shit. And DC beat Marvel to female um, superheroes on the big screen. Uh, Captain Marvel didn't come out till later. Black Widow might not even fucking come out if uh, fucking theaters aren't a thing again ever. Who knows? Um, so, fucking Wonder Woman, like, was carrying DC on her fucking back at this point. Um, and then they did uh, the the uh, the Justice League movie, um, which they should have waited they should have waited um, to do that movie, but they didn't, and they stuffed it with a bunch of bullshit, tried to allude to, like, a part two that's probably never gonna happen, uh, stuff a shitty villain in there, uh, you know, uh, allude to some Green Lantern shit, because uh, we know that's what the fans want, uh, fucking, you know, it was just a real mess, that movie, a mess that I enjoyed, honestly. I, I went to see Justice League in theaters, mind you, even after the track record they had, and I enjoyed myself in the theater. I had fun with that movie. I haven't watched it since, so that says something, too. But I had fun, and Cyborg said booyah. Um, that was pretty much my criteria walking into that movie because I knew what to expect at that point with DC. Like, uh, you had all those middle-of-the-way movies, uh, the fucking uh, the shitty ones, and then you had Wonder Woman, the only good one. So, yeah. 
uh, as long as Cyborg says booyah in this movie, I'm fine. And he did, at the exact right moment, in the exact right way. I love the actor who played Cyborg. I hope they bring him back. He, He's not why that movie wasn't good. Uh, he should get another crack at it. Um, anyway, when after that, they really started to get their shit together because Zack Snyder... Okay, so the Snyders had sort of a tragedy befall them, and they had to step away, but I think the studio also sees that moment to not re-up on, like, their contract with Snyder, so he's not, like, in charge of that universe anymore, and so then they did... Uh, Aquaman got to be its own thing. I forget the... Wasn't it uh, John... Is it, or, Juan, I fucking forget his name, but Aquaman was allowed to be, like, its own thing, it was really good because of it, um, and then Shazam, which was also allowed to be its own thing, and was really good because of it, so now you have Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman, all with solid movies, so, now they're trying to, like, keep those characters, because people like those characters, put Superman on a fucking shelf, because people like Henry Cavill, the man playing Superman, but they don't like any of the movies with him in it. So, they gotta f- crack that fucking code, okay? And then they had Ben Affleck playing Batman. That wasn't working at all. Not that it wasn't working at all. I think a lot of people actually liked his Batman. But the problem was they wanted him to like write, direct, and star in the next Batman movie. And everyone around Ben Affleck is like, this man has alcoholism issues and you're putting him on the fucking edge. So he had to walk away. Okay, so now they have to reboot just Batman within this universe. But, also, that's not all they have to reboot. Because, honestly, Flash and Cyborg could use some fucking work, too. And the whole universe writ large, the world we've built, could use, like, a tonality shift. So, how do you do that? Flashpoint. Flashpoint movie. They're planning a Flashpoint movie. Have been for so many years. Um... So, they've been planning this fucking Flashpoint movie, and what really, so they were planning a Flashpoint movie, and then all the shit I just said happened. They had, like, that super crazy rocky start, and then they finally started getting their shit together with some fucking solo movies. Imagine that. Um, Like, fucking Marvel set the groundwork. Don't be afraid to just follow that structure with your own care. Like, honestly... Anyway, like, you have to do the solo characters first. You have to build them up before you smash them all together. It doesn't work. You can't just show up with a giant amalgamated mess and be like, Justice League! Uh, It's not the same. Um, So, fucking, what they're gonna probably do with Flashpoint, I would have to imagine. Especially because, like, they were working on it. Then they were getting all these bad reviews, and then they saw the movies that, like, shifted tone. Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman are all drastically different tonally um, than all of the other, like, Snyderverse DC movies. Um, 
and they're better because of it. And people liked them more because of it. Um, and so what they're trying to do is keep the individual characters they've built up. There's a Wonder Woman sequel. There's an Aquaman sequel. Um, uh, in development, Wonder Woman 2 is like about to come out once theaters open again. And then fucking... Uh, Shazam. Also, they have big plans for Shazam because The Rock is going to play Black Adam, the uh, anti-hero in the Shazam verse, um, in like the sequel, probably. So they have big plans for Shazam and that whole like family of characters, and <clears throat> they have plans with Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So they don't want to fuck any of that up. But also, they need to reboot Batman. Robert Pattinson cast as Batman. So they have to do that bullshit. They gotta figure out what the fuck to do with Superman off in the back burner. And then also, hey, guess what? Suicide Squad's getting rebooted by who? Fucking James Motherfucking Gun, bitch. The dude who did both guardians of the galaxy movie yeah while everybody was pissing and moaning and whining and bitching and then disney kicked him out of marvel uh he went and signed a deal with warner brothers to do their crazy misfit uh toys story suicide squad reboot it make it make it so that it's not one of the middle of the way move not the best of their middling movies make it actually one of their better movies and so they're low-key trying to reboot the suicide squad low-key trying to reboot batman um there seemed to be sticking with harley quinn but also they got rid of jared leto's joker and then they have the fucking new joker movie standing off in its own standalone universe that's not meant to be connected to any of this shit over here and so they're trying to fucking reboot suicide squad but keep harley quinn and then also fucking reboot batman but don't bring in the dope joker that we just had we're gonna probably have to figure out a different joker for over here and then the original characters wonder woman aquaman and then shazam we're gonna keep those but uh fucking flash and cyborg they need to be trained drastically so uh they're just in this big fucking conundrum over there at dc and they're probably if they're smart if they've been listening to fans if they listen to all of the numerous writers in and around hollywood the best thing for them to do with this they they can fix all the things they need to fix with a flashpoint movie because flashpoint involves the 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 comic book involves batman flash and cyborg do a lot of shit together in the comic books anyway so the characters you need to fix you ostensibly can via flashpoint movie you also need to see what james gunn does with the suicide squad movie also maybe get some of his opinions in the writer's room while you fucking got him um but then you fucking it's just so much like they have to it's such a delicate balancing act of like keeping some of the old characters that through fucking somehow people grew to love through all adversity um <laughs> like the shining gems of the snyder verse dc like the new chances they're taking on the robert pattinson batman 
Um, and then the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. You gotta smash all of that together to make a new universe, and to get there, you have to use a Flashpoint movie. You have to use the Flash to get there. Like, it's so wild what DC has is embarking on right now. And so, really, to watch the DC movies, like I said, what me and my friend figured out through this giant long conversation that I just parroted back to you is fucking don't watch Batman v Superman. Don't watch Justice League. You don't have to watch Suicide Squad. Really, you don't have to watch Man of Steel. But what you probably want to watch is Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. And then also the new Joker movie that came out just for funsies because it's a really great movie, but it has nothing to do with an interconnected universe, whereas these things over here kind of do. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> that's DC. Um, <laughs> or DC as I see it for right now, or what's coming, you know? Like, I'm excited for... Wonder Woman 2, I'm excited for that uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Um, those are the two things coming up the soonest in the pipeline. Then I think Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2 are after that. And then they're probably going to take stock of public reaction, fucking what movie business is like post-corona. Like, all of those things are going to be accounted for as they go step by step um but that's good the fact that they're being forced to take their time not just by public outcry but now by global pandemic is good um same thing for marvel haha segue into the next topic but actually we're a fucking hour and 25 minutes in damn near i think it's about time that we wrap this good show up um and i'm gonna save that for next time yeah we're saving that for next time along with all the bonus segments that i teased because guess what didn't need them your boy knows how to fill an hour on mic by himself what 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 <laughs> anyway um yeah man so i hope you enjoyed the conversation about fucking dc and hopefully they can get their shit together they also teased they teased like a bunch of things throughout like the snyderverse universe building that they were doing that hopefully they can do a good job of following up on you know what i'm saying like uh i'd like to see a live action or a big screen silver screen death stroke they had joe manganello slated to play slated to play that role and then that universe just went to shit no one liked the fucking movie that he was in the stinger tag for at the end um okay so this is the end of the episode it's been great we've had a great time here on that fucking podcast. I'm that fucking guy, LJ Sullivan, here, your host. Um, 
And uh, we, we've had a great time this first six episodes, but I have a feeling things are going to be changing here in the future. Once I decide to go live, things are going to get a little bit different. Uh, one of the things that hopefully will be different is you guys will be able to actually fucking contact me and communicate with me, and it won't just be a giant fucking 12-hour monologue from your boy. It'll become a dialogue. Y'all will get involved. The fan mail. That fucking podcast at gmail.com. I'll say it again. That actually <laughs> didn't say it right the first time. That's how you say it again, kids. It's that effing podcast at gmail.com. That F I N G. So it's like that thing, that F I N G podcast at gmail.com. That effing podcast at gmail.com no like dash or anything between the f and the i and the g it's just that effing podcast at gmail.com uh if you reach out to me there um i can uh you know i can get back to you not just uh i might write you back but i might also Feature your questions, your comments, your concerns here on the podcast. Here on your favorite podcast, that fucking podcast. Which podcast? That fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to uh, listen to your boy ramble. Uh, everybody uh, stay safe out there in quarantine. Stay home, flatten that there curve. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, peace out, everybody. I'll see you next week.